the Bible Study Podcast, episode 811. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of 1 Peter with chapter 5. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Chapter 5 is the closing of the letter here. We're going to get an address to the elders of the flock and then the final greetings. And it goes like this. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's suffering, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those who entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. And so this is, other than the final closing things, kind of how how Peter is wrapping up this letter here, and he's addressing those who are elders. And the way that church was organized at this time, there were people who were preaching and there were people who were teaching. Uh, some of those were definitely full-time and some of those were being supported by the church, but there wasn't the same sort of ordination in the same way that we think of it today. There weren't seminaries per se, although you might study under someone. And then there were, within the various churches, elders who were appointed to be in charge of the church. And some of you are familiar with that. You'll have that in the church that you go to. And for others, that will be a little less familiar. Your Christian tradition that, for instance, more the pastor or the priest is in charge and the laity, those who are not ordained, a little less in charge. But this is the way it was here in the first century here. And so he's writing to those elders, those people who are making the decisions about what the church should do and what the church should not do. And he is encouraging them to serve, obviously, but encouraging them to serve as a servant and not be um, not be filled with pride and not be doing this for their own glory or for their own gain or whatever. And I think of Peter who is writing this was the one who, when just before the Last Supper, Jesus goes around to the individual apostles, to the disciples, and he washes their feet. And And Peter didn't want any of it, right? Peter said, you shouldn't wash my feet. And then he says, if I don't wash your feet, you're not part of this. And he says, well, then, then wash my head and hands too. And, and Peter had trouble getting into this idea of servant leadership at first. 
But this is a much older Peter who is writing this letter, a much more mature Peter, a Peter who has been a leader in the church now for probably decades by the time that he is writing this. And he wants to pass along to these leaders what was hard for him potentially to learn at first, this understanding that to be as Christ was a servant leader, someone who puts others ahead of themselves. We are still today in whatever form our churches take, you know, whoever's in charge and whoever's leading and whatever, we are still called to this servant leadership, this leadership that says, I'm here to serve. I'm here to do those things like washing people's feet that Christ was willing to do that was definitely the menial job of a lowly servant. Probably one of the lowest servants in the household would get that dirty job because people were walking around with their sandals on dirt roads. And so it was it was a dirty job. And Peter's understanding and my understanding is that their call to leadership today is the same thing, not to lord it over those who entrusted it to you, but being examples and being servants. He says, and when the shepherd, chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. We're working for the approval of one. We're playing to an audience of one that God will see what we are doing. And then tells other people, you know, if you're younger, submit yourself to elders. And of course, elders here, because the assumption was that with time, one gained wisdom. Hopefully that is true. Hopefully that is true with us, that we are wiser tomorrow than we were today. There are certainly some who go into leadership earlier. Uh, that's okay. He's really calling for a behavior here, more than a specific requirement of a certain number of years. Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. And then also cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And this is important, especially for this church, which is under persecution, to remember is that we are serving in Christ's church and we are loved by Christ and that he cares on, He cares for us. Now, I'm talking to you about casting your anxieties on him because he cares for you on a morning when I woke up at 5.30 worrying about stuff. So I understand that there's some hypocrisy that is going on here, at least some, I have trouble sometimes doing these words. So when you hear me say that we should do these, don't think that means that I've got this down. But, you know, I was down visiting my 95-year-old mother and my 96-year-old father, and it is not uncommon that the next day I have some additional worries. And I need to remember, as we all do, to cast our anxiety on Jesus because he cares for us. Then be alert and of sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So he's saying, be alert. There is an enemy out there. There's, there is an enemy who doesn't care for us, who doesn't look for what's good for us, who instead is seeking to destroy us. Resist him. Stand firm in your faith. Because you know the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. This is not just you. This is the kind of suffering that Christ went through. We're going to go through suffering, Peter says, especially to this church that is in persecution. So stand firm, resist. And then this doxology here at the end, the grace, the God of all grace, 
called you to his eternal glory, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. So he sees a church that is going through some tough times and knows that and believes that because God is with them, that when they get through that, they will come out stronger. And whatever we're going through right now, it may be hard for us to do, but we should have faith that God intends that we come through it stronger, strong, firm, and steadfast. And then we get final greetings. With the help of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you her greetings, as does my son Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Silas, we think, would be the same Silas who Paul traveled with, his traveling companion on the second missionary journey. And Mark, we think here, would be the same Mark who traveled with Paul on his first missionary journey, John Mark, and the author of the Gospel of Mark. Our understanding is the Gospel of Mark is largely the Gospel of Peter, and that Peter spent time with Mark, and therefore Mark is writing what he learned from Peter. But he's sending greetings to all of those uh, from those people he is working with. This is a team ministry. It was then. It is now. And greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. And the last word he has for these people, these people who are who are suffering for their faith, these people who are going through tough times, is peace. And I pray that the God of peace will be with you this week in all that you have and all that you do. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.